Hey, my name is Christopher Munoz. I'm a senior here at Dominican. I'm a, a management major. Okay. Hi, my name is Ana um, Gonzalez. I am a major in criminology, sociology, and a minor in gender and women's studies. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the trauma in children, you know, children of, mix, of immigrant parents and the effects that it has on them. So for starters, I chose an article named Parents and Infants in Changing Cultural Context, Immigration, Trauma, and Risk. And this comparative analysis research was conducted by Marie Rose Moran, University of Paris, where she analyzed a comparative study done by a team of psychiatrists and pediatricians under the direction of S. Lobishi, I hope I'm not butchering the name, at the Department of uh, Psychopathology at the University of Paris. This comparative study was between immigrant mothers and the children and non-immigrant mothers and their children. Um, there was no significant differences between the uh, two research, um, research groups in socioeconomic level, and there was no differences in health access for these two groups, most likely because the French healthcare system is available to our residents in the country. And although this was based in France, um, this research uh, analysis was pretty similar to, it's very universal um, because, you know, every other person who comes from immigration status can relate to it. So the mothers were selected from the Abishin Hospital um, and the study was conducted between 1981 and 1989. And here were the findings. So the main idea and the findings of this article was that the children of immigrant parents are overall more psychopathological disturbed, have more intellectual and cognitive difficulties and more scholastic problems than children with non-immigrant parents. Um, the reason for these findings you know, the reason why these findings are important is because the status of the parent, which is immigrant, leads to a large dysfunction and often tragic, tragic suffer, um, suffering, a blockage and limitation, intimidation, or a reduced development potential, as stated by Morrow. This leads to children of immigrants' parents to be vulnerable of maybe even, or maybe even isolated emotionally and psychologically. Um, Morrow noted that children of immigrant parents were diagnosed more than children of immigrant parents with mental disabilities. Um, but this can be due to racial and ethnic minorities who don't really talk about mental health um, issues, which creates more of a trauma and unresolved trauma for children uh, as they grow up. So Morrow also noted that children of immigrant parents scored higher in the measure of more of children of non-immigrant parents. Sorry about that. Children of non-immigrant parents score higher in the measure of intelligence than children of immigrant parents. Um, I will note that children of immigrant parents did score high on their native language skills and French skills, and maybe because they're both learning this at home and at school. Um, and lastly, what I found out as well is that um, immigrant mothers don't have a pleasant pregnancy, um, especially with their firstborn because they're away from their country and away from their customs and traditions and they probably don't even have like, the same access, health access compared to non-immigrant mothers. Um, so that is what I found from my article. Okay, and <clears throat> from my article, I did something a bit different but similar, um, like Anna, how she talked about more on the African side of things, like more African mothers. I talked more about um, what recently happened not too long ago when Trump was still um, our president. I talked about how there was a big, I guess, if you want to say problem um, 
with a lot of um, illegal aliens coming into the U.S., mostly coming in from Mexico, um, crossing the border from Tijuana to uh, Texas. And that, that, that was like a big problem we had for a couple of years, especially with um, Trump as president. He didn't really like that. So that's where the whole conversation started coming like about the wall and this and that. And so as we noticed, as soon as Trump basically came into, into office, um, like I said, um, people coming from Mexico into the U.S., like it didn't stop. It didn't stop um, people from wanting to come here just because everybody sees the U.S. as like an, op an opportunity, you know. But because of that, um, like I was like I just mentioned, Trump didn't like that. So in my article, I found more into detail about how basically when Mexicans would try to cross into the U.S., um, for the most part, they'd be captured. And there's a, there was a lot of situations where those families were separated. Um, mothers, fathers, and the kids were separated and kids were put into like captivity, I guess you can say. Um, they were all stored in one in one place. And this whole topic that we're talking about is immigration uh, trauma, you know, and just, I thought that was a really good topic to talk about, to, to research about, just because imagine being, I don't know, a three, four, five-year-old, just any, like along those ages, not knowing any English, just knowing Spanish. And the only people you know is really your family. Obviously you have a few friends, but for the most part, you know, it's your parents and your siblings and being completely separated and being in a way like captured, you know, I know a lot of people, I would always see some, like some things on social media comparing like, like Hitler to Trump and saying how like, they'd be separated like that. Um, I just thought that was a really good example, a really good like topic to like research. Um, just because, like I said, like imagine like being three, four, or five years old, um, being separated from your parents, not knowing like what's gonna happen next. Not like you, like all you were doing is just following your parents, you know. And next thing you know, like you guys are stopped by the police. Um, you're forced to like be separated from from your mom, from your dad. So I can only imagine what like those kids had to go through, you know. Even till this day, I don't know how things are. Um. I think things are a lot better in that situation. I think Biden has like changed some of those um, restrictions of how Mexicans cross the border. Um, obviously, it's still not allowed, but it still happens. But I don't think it happens as like such an extent as I don't think it's like I don't think Mexican Mexicans coming into the U.S. is like I don't think they fear as much. Maybe they still fear, but just not as much as when Trump was in office. And so that's the article I researched about was how when Trump was in office. Um, how those kids were captured and just like forced away from their parents yeah it's kind of crazy huh how they're very young and then there's i mean i like how you talked about the kids coming from different countries into this country mm -hmm. and then you know my topic was more about um, native born kids to immigrant parents because they could both have similarities but also differences because of course these kids are like mexicans for example these kids are crossing the you know, the desert, walking long miles, long distance, which is extremely hot. Um, and then the parents of the native born kids, you know, went through this. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know nothing. I don't know that story about my parents. Uh, they never talked to me about it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I, on my mom's side, on my, mo my mom, it was a bit easier for her to come here just because she was actually granted a visa. Mm -hmm. um, but I know for my dad, at least like from, from what I know, um, my dad came here when he was 18 and I remember him telling me the story of how like, how he had to like walk, like 
a really long time. How do you do it? I had to do some like pretty sketchy stuff, you know, and it's dangerous from what he tells me, you know, and I haven't just heard, like, obviously I have other friends that are in the same like situation I am, you know, where they were born here, but their parents were born in Mexico and they crossed over here to give like people like us a better life. Um, I've heard like their stories and like, I know, yeah, I have friends that are like are Mexican, but I also have friends that are from El Salvador or Honduras and everybody has a different journey of how they get here you know uh, thankfully like at the end of the day they're here but it's pretty like from what i've heard it's pretty dangerous you know that people have to like some people have to like swim some people have to swim some people have to walk like miles like it's like ridiculous so i know usually i guess i mean i don't like obviously i didn't cross the border so i don't know how that works um but i know usually people leave at night because it's darker you know um i know people instead of like wearing shoes they'll put like something flat um, on their shoes so like it won't leave footprints you know it's like it's it's crazy what what people do just to come to this country but it just shows like how much opportunity there's here you know how like people really want like to get out of their own countries for like a better life not just for themselves but like for their families yeah you know I mean I think my dad was like 16 when he came here my mom was 15 turning 16 okay. um so uh I don't know if a, it's just a crazy journey to make for I me. Mean, they were children. So, of course, mm-hmm. they probably saw stuff they shouldn't have seen or experienced things they shouldn't have experienced as teenagers, especially at that young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that trauma may have embedded to us. Like, I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like because of that, that's what I what I think is because of that trauma they may have gone through. That's why they're so, like, overprotective. So I don't know if you like experiencing the same thing or not. Um, so like I mentioned, like my, my dad was 18 when he came here. And I always think about like I always talk about it with my friends. I'm like, like our parents came here like so like at such a young age, you know, like when I was 18, there's I feel like there's no way I could have done something like that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I feel like there's no way I could have done something like that. And like like you, like how you said your dad was 16 and your mom was 15, you said? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like at that age like we're in high school still you know even 18 like we're seniors in high school whatever freshmen in college and like it's just like even the thought of like going to a whole different country with like not having any money just like literally just going and seeing seeing like what's gonna happen it's like at least for me like I can't do that and it makes sense how you said like maybe that's why they're so overprotective because like because like they went through like a traumatic experience you know so it makes sense like like I, I get what you're saying. Like why they why they're like so protective or why they're also like kind of like old schoolish with stuff like that, you know? Because they yeah. live. I feel like they also lived in like a different generation than how we live right now. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing is um, have been away. You know, experiencing those things that they may have experienced in the border, and then another thing, obviously, they were they left their parents at a very young age. And during that time, especially during those ages between, you know, 15 to like 18 years old, you need your parents and you're going through this development that you, where it's like, it's kind of, where you may have go, may go through insecurities, may go through like mental health problems. You may feel like de- depressed, you know, you know how it is, you know, all these hormones are like all mm-hmm. over your body, you know, messing around with you. And so imagine that and then adding on like, moving into a new country without your parents you know that must be really hard like just by yourself and not having like really not having any support like I remember when my dad said that when he came here that his siblings his family just all the family had in Mexico that they like kind of like looked down on him once he got here um even like when he was when he said that he was going to come here just because like they thought that 
he thought like he was better than everybody else but really he just wanted like he tells me all the time that he just wanted a better life for like me and my siblings you know mm-hmm. and like back at least like where, where where i'm from in mexico um like it's not like the nicest of places it's not like the cleanest of places you know and my dad always tells me like i i used to be an athlete i used to play soccer all the time and he told me if i would have stayed in mexico there would have been no soccer there would have been like no going out with your friends like we have a little a little like um a little business in Mexico, like a little stand. He said, you would have been working at the stand with me. So mm-hmm. it's like things like that, why like, I'm so grateful that he came. Um, but I also see, I feel like, I wouldn't say like my dad's very like, I, when I was younger, I would definitely say my dad was very more like, like more like, like really mad all the time. And I like feel serious? like, it, yeah. And I feel like that's p- like part of the reason is because like he came here, he like sacrificed so much. And so like, maybe when I make a mistake, he's like, oh, like I came all the way over here. For my son to make like mess up you know mm-hmm. and, like, yeah like it's just normal you know but it, like if i feel like for people like us that like come from like immigrant like immigrant households it's like they they expect us to be like so like at a certain level you know like, like we one, yeah we make one little mistake and they get upset with us but i feel like we also have to see it like on their side because like they they like risk their lives in a way you know they risk their lives for us and i feel like we don't understand that until like now, you know, now that we're at the age or like when we take a class like this, like like a trauma class, now we understand like kind of like what they want to, maybe not fully, but at least we get like an insight of like what, what they kind of want to. Yeah, you know, I like um, how you mentioned about how your dad used to play soccer. It makes me think about how like simple their life has might have been. You know, I know they were poor. I mean, I don't know about mm-hmm. your family, but you know, my family comes, most of my parents come from very rural areas like this, my parents are Malestados in Mexico, you know, Mexico State. Perfect. So, uh, not really. They're like five hours away from Mexico City. Okay. Yeah. So, it's the, five hours away from, you know, El DF, um, both of my parents. And so, they very, live in very rural areas. But um, their life was still pretty simple. I would say, like, I went to Mexico for the first time when I was 18 years old. And, you know, um, my dad's parents were telling me how like how he was as a child and like I look I was like are you sure that's my dad because he seemed very like different you know because I'm used to seeing my dad as like a serious person and stuff like that and the way they told me was that you know he would always sing I'm like well he always tells my mom not to sing you know or like he will always whistle tunes and like my mom will be whistling in the car and my dad would be like can you not whistle so it's like I wonder if that would like remind him of his childhood as to why he was like, don't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad, same, he was a very athletic person when he was younger. So the same way he would like play sports, you know, mainly soccer and he could play that here as well. Um, but, you know, sometimes I realize like how simple their life mu- must have been back then, but obviously they still had the obstacles of like being poor and not having the education because um, where my dad is from, in the little area that where they live, the elementary school is like, like a three five minute walking distance, and then the middle school was like thirty minutes away, so he went to middle school, but he still had to walk like a certain distance, and mm-hmm. then in high school that's when he was like it was further, it was like an hour distance walk, and that's when he was like, yeah, I can go to high school no more, and then he's the oldest, so, you know, he didn't have like the same opportunities as his younger sister. Um, because his sister was like 25 who he never met um and you know my grandpa was able to make a sacrifice there and then he also had like she had the backup of like her older siblings like my dad who will send her money so she could attend school 
So, you know, there's like differences in how their life may have been more simple than it is here. And like, maybe those reasons are the reason why they're like so serious right now and stuff like that. I feel like it's also because like the way, I mean, this is like, I guess a more different topic, but like the way the education system is over there, you know, like I know here you go from elementary to middle school, from middle school to high school, from high school to college, you know, uh, I feel like maybe the harder part is getting into college, but I know like, here they just kind of pass you along you know grade by grade and i know i know over there like in order to get into middle school you have to take a test in order to get into high school you have to take a test and if you don't pass that test you don't go to middle school you don't go to high school you know so it's a lot different i know my dad always telling me like oh like you guys have it easy like you guys didn't have to like like how you mentioned like you, like how your dad's high school like an hour away you know like art like at least my high school like if i even if i walk it's like maybe like 20 minutes you know if i drive it's like 10 five minutes um I feel like it's like very different. It's a very different lifestyle, how they live. Obviously, um, where you're saying, where you're from, like where I'm, where my family's from in Mexico, it's like, it's different. Like it's nothing compared to like how I live here. It's completely different. Like I definitely, uh, I'm definitely like, grateful to like live how I live right now. But like recently I went and I feel like it makes me feel like humble, you know, like thankful for like what I have. Then you go over there and like I'm saying, like where I'm from, it's not clean and it's not the nicest of places. So then you like, you see how things are over there and then you see how things are currently for your own life here. And you're just kind of grateful for like, for your parents to make that sacrifice to come here, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like right now we talked about a little bit of a background about how like, how trauma may have, like how our parents may have some sort of trauma. Mm -hmm. Now, I think our main topic is about talking about how immigrant, children of immigrants have trauma. So, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, if there's unresolved trauma for one person, that trauma could be passed down to another, like to their offspring in this case. Um, So there's like so many ways that, you know, a child could have trauma, one through their unresolved trauma of their parents, where maybe they have the burden of like having to be perfect, having to do this, having to get a job, get an education. you know, in my case, I'm the oldest. So there's that thing of like being alone in college, being alone in schoolwork, um, having to do everything on my own. And that puts a lot of pressure on you. So, I mean, I don't know if there's another example that you may know about. I know, I would feel like a good example for like childhood trauma, like I guess immigration wise. So I have a really, really close friend. Um, he was born in Mexico, but he came here at like a really, really young age. I have a lot of friends like that, but I have this one specific friend that's like, that I'm really close to. And he doesn't, like, he speaks Spanish, but it's not like the best of Spanish, you know? And so now, right now he's in the process of trying to like get his green card, trying to get his papers and all that. But growing up as a child, you know, like he, he didn't like, like, he didn't know that, like, for, I guess it's like, quote-unquote like a bad thing that he was born over there because now he struggles to like like he's in college you know and he doesn't get any financial help and I know like I know there was like a point where I talked to him and he felt so frustrated he's like he's like I wish I was born here you know and I feel like that like takes a toll on someone you know it's like if they would have like I'm saying if they would have just been born here like how you were born here too no yeah I was. yeah we were born here you know like we get like we get financial help you know we get grants we get like FAFSA we get all that and people like my friend, he doesn't get that, you know, he has to pay everything out of pocket and he wants an education. He wants to work, you know, he wants to like, like do good for himself. And I feel like, like him growing up, like he had no idea, like, 
how things were going to be for him now, now that he's like an adult, now that he wants to get a degree. Um, I feel like it takes a toll on someone, a toll on someone like when they're like, not so much when they're at a young age, but now that they're older, they kind of realize that like, like, oh, I wish I was born here. I guess they see like more of like, like the, like the benefits of being like a U.S. citizen, you know, like living in this country and just like being born in this country, you know. Um, I would say that's kind of like the example I have of like childhood trauma. I mean, the other example is also like how I mentioned in my article, um, how like those kids were like kept in like captivity in those like little, like those little rooms, you know, like, like I said, I can only imagine like how it would feel to like be completely separated from your parents, not knowing, like not knowing anybody and just having to like stay there until the release um, for the most part, I feel like it would definitely be, I don't know, it's just like, just right there, that's like, that's a traumatic event. Like I guarantee, even though those kids are young, they're never gonna forget that. They're never gonna be like, forget being separated from the parents. They're never gonna forget um, just like being on their own, you know, for however long, whether it's like a couple of days or a week or a month, they were like, they were isolated from their parents. They had no idea where their parents were. They had no way to contact them. It's just like, it's literally like they were left alone at three, four, five years old, you know? So I would definitely see, I would definitely think like, that's a very traumatic event that will like take a toll on them for the rest of their lives, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, talking about education wise, um, I don't know if you remember, I think it was like in the beginning of the school year where we did um, like a, what's it called? Like a group paper where we had to write down like ideas as how, how we can minimize trauma in education. Um, so I just wanted to relate that to what you were talking about, education about your friend, about how, you know, they can't get um, financial aid, financial help for their education. And yet we can. And it's still very hard at the end of the day because we don't know yeah. nothing about it. <laughs> um, and also about how you were talking about the children who were separated from their parents. You know, these kids were, you know, held captive. And then so that's one trauma there. Right. And then for us as children of immigrants, there's the trauma of like, what if my parents are taken away from me? You know, yeah. like, I don't know yeah. about you, but growing up, I didn't trust the police <laughs> because I was like, these people are going to take my parents away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember I was probably like nine years old. We were coming back from my cousin's quinceanera and these cops, you know, they stopped my mom. Um, and I, I woke up, I remember I was sleeping and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, I was scared. It was late at night and I was like, oh. You really have like no idea. Like you don't know what, like what will happen next, you know? Like it's like literally like, like your parents, my parents, like they, they do nothing wrong, you know? Like they, they work, they, they don't do anything wrong. They don't, at least like my parents haven't like been arrested or anything, you know, they did nothing wrong and like they get, they get in trouble for just like being here. I mean, it makes sense. I get, I understand like there's laws, you know, people have to be here legally and this and that. But like, if anything, like a lot, like I would say like for the most part, there's a lot of like immigrants that come here and work a lot of fast food drives. You know, you, you go to Burger King, McDonald's, whatever. And for the most part, I would say it's like his like Hispanics or just like, like people, like immigrants. And we think about it, like imagine like all those people were erased. Um, Imagine like all those people are raised, like who who would be like running McDonald's? Like people, every day you see people at McDonald's, every every day you see people at fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. So imagine like those people are raised, like who would do that? Or like, like janitors, so just like stuff like that, you know, usually, or like factories, you know, I know factories is like a big, like, like, like big on like immigrant jobs, you know, those are really the jobs that give opportunities to immigrants. And if like jobs, if people like were that were like erased, I guess, or like sent back to their countries, um, 
who would work that, you know? Cause like me, me being like a US citizen, like thankfully me being born here, thankfully I have like an opportunity to like have a better job than working a factory job or warehouse job, you know? Like I want better for myself. So you ask me, I wouldn't work a factory job, you know? Like, so it's like, you take those people out, who's gonna like, who's gonna work there, you know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't yeah. know, that's kind of how I see it. I was gonna say something, I forgot what I wanted to say. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember. I think not only is it, oh, the idea, the fact that, um, you know, there are parents, just like you mentioned that, you know, they don't do anything wrong, but the idea that they're on in, in the United States un- unauthorized is enough of a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that the reason why they come here illegally is because they don't, you know, the immigration system is broken. It's very hard for them to, you know, get a visa or you, you may wait for years, like mm-hmm. years, not just like a couple months. Um, but, you know, it looks like we only have a couple minutes left. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, a, you know, um, not only is it the trauma of like being separated from your parents, but also the trauma that, like I mentioned before, our parents have unresolved trauma from whatever they may have experienced um, and how that could affect us even emotionally or physic- um, psychologically. I don't know about you, but like, I didn't grow up in a very like affectionate household. I didn't grow up in a household where like I could talk about my feelings, you know, and that could like be a burden for you, especially as the older sibling where you're dealing on your own with college and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I remember growing up like, thankfully uh, we live in a house now, but I remember growing up, it was, I have three siblings. So together it's four of us. And then obviously my parents were so six. I remember growing up in a, in an apartment. It was like a like a two bedroom apartment, and sometimes I would have to sleep on the couch. Like I wouldn't mind it, you know. I was a kid. I was like, oh, I'm gonna sleep in the living room, whatever. Um, but I feel like it's like I feel like a lot of people go through like that same thing, you know. And then how, how you said like you couldn't really like express yourself, you know. And I feel like as a guy, as a male, um, my dad is more like he's like if you cry, like why are you crying? You know, like guys shouldn't cry like that. Um, my dad would like really be on me about that. And I don't know, I just feel like maybe that's just cause like, that's how like my culture is or maybe that's just how my dad is. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about your feelings, like you talk about like, you say like you're sad and it's like, why are you sad about? He's like, you don't have to pay any bills. You don't have to like, right. do have to yeah. um, like, why are you sad, you know? And I don't know, I just feel like, like, I think we talked about it in the beginning. Um, it's just like a completely like different like generation compared to like how they live and how we live you know I feel like like depression and just like anxiety and things like that is like it's a much bigger thing like it really affects like like people I guess like us you know like it's it's tough you know like yeah I understand that like our parents like went through like certain things but as like coming from two immigrant parents like I'm expected to graduate high school I'm expected to like graduate college I'm expected to like do well you know and like I don't know. I feel like, like, like we have to do the well, you know. If we and if we don't, like, we're failures. I, that's that's basically how I see it. Like, right. I don't know, like how my parents make it seem. Like, if I don't graduate college, I'm a failure. If I don't do something with my life, I'm a failure. You know. I don't know. I just feel like we're put at that standard, and sometimes like like that's what causes stress. That's what causes anxiety. You know. We try to. We try. It's not like we. It's not like we don't try. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just it's just a bit like harder for us. You know. 
Yeah, it's really hard for them to understand, especially since they can't, they don't talk about mental issues. Um, you know, how you were saying about how your dad is like, why are you sad? You don't do this, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, how we learned about in class is that the one thing about trauma is that we have to acknowledge it and accept it and realize that it's real. The thing mm-hmm. about our parents is that they don't realize that mental health issues are real or that they exist. And if you maybe go to a therapist for whatever reason, probably because you're crazy. Um, so I think that's a very important thing to take out of this is that, you know, immigration children of immigration immigrant parents, um, you know, do have some sort of trauma in them. And it could be because of the trauma that our parents um, did not, you know, resolve or they may never resolve in their lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be embedded into us. And of course, I don't know about you, but because of this class, I feel like I am learning more about what it could be and how I could help myself. Mm-hmm. And hopefully even like for my future kids, like I don't want to be like that with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I always talk about, I talk about in discussions and assignments how like this, this course has definitely like helped me like not only like, understand understand more in detail like what trauma is but also like how to cope with it you know not just with myself but like with others so I, like I agree with you 100% like if it wasn't for this like course I probably wouldn't have like looked in so much like oh like how it affects a person how it affects myself like I really liked how you said earlier um like sometimes we have to like like accept that we like have it you know and I feel like sometimes that's kind of hard for for some of us um but yeah 100% 100% I agree with you yeah, so at the end of the day, we have to, like, thanks to these courses, I feel like I'm learning a lot about my own well-being. And, um, you know, I feel like I would carry on these lessons that I've learned so far to be able to become a better person and also to hopefully help my parents understand a bit more, even if they're, like, really hard-headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like doing, like, research on this topic, both, like, coming from you and coming from me, I feel like it's really helped us out. Um just like understand more on like like immigration and then trauma you know I feel like we did a lot of research on like childhood trauma for like immigrants and I feel like we definitely like learned a lot more you know especially like doing this assignment I would definitely I can take away a couple things from like this little conversation we had today yeah so you know just to end off things for real now um you know we both looked at two different um issues you were looking at immigrant children like actual immigrant children that come from different countries and I was looking at native born kids to immigrant parents Mm -hmm. um and you know it looks like we both talked about very early children as well Um, my research was based on kids from new from their newborn stage all up until eight years old and you were talking about like four five six year old kids Mm -hmm. um and the thing about that is that I do want to say is that early trauma could affect, you know, us for the rest of our life. And I think that's always very important to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I thank you um, for taking the time uh, to have this little conversation. I hope everything well, went well. Like I said, I definitely feel like we definitely, both of us, we could like take something away from this, you know? Thank you as well. And that is the end. Thank you.